You're listening to the Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Listen to moms share their stories, lessons, and best practices on how they're crushing it in business, health, faith, and their communities, plus so much more. Here's your host, Andrea McCoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Moms Making Moves Today podcast. I'm your host, Andrea McCoy, and I am extremely excited today. Our guest today just happens to be my bestie. (laughs) We've known each other for 13 years, and we've been through so much together, but we've also seen each other grow. She is a mom of four boys. Yes, you heard me right. I said four boys, and she is going to share so much information regarding her journey, the things that she has learned some of the challenges. My bestie keeps it real. So she's just going to tell you how it is, how it was. Sometimes you're like, really? And she's like, yep, that's what happened. But this is what I learned from it. So I'm going to jump right in because I want to make sure that we have plenty of time because of course she and I can talk. So I am so happy to welcome to the podcast, my bestie, Lanelle Lightfoot Goodman. Hey, Lanelle. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Did you all hear that? She sung that to you. She's a singer. (laughs) You doing good today? I am. I'm doing great in this crazy pandemic right now. So, but all is well. All is well. I know. I mean, it started back what in March and here we are in September. We're hoping we would be past this by now, but just got to sometimes, you know, just go with the flow and life has changed as we've known it. Yes, indeed. Yes. So now let's just jump in. You are a mom of four boys. What is that like? And can you break it down to us, like the ages of your boys? And probably because I know I've met them all. They have different personalities, but they are just the kindest gentlemen. They have been the best. Oh my goodness. Without, you know, just a few challenges. The ages are from the oldest to youngest. Oldest is 27. Second oldest is 25, just turned 25. Then there's 19 and 13. Wow. (laughs) The ages, but definitely grown up to be really nice young men. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful. What were some of the challenges of raising four boys? Wow. You know, I can't say that I had like challenges. I guess the one who's now 25, I had the challenge of missing his father when his father left and really coming out of this anger shell by getting expelled. He got expelled from kindergarten. He threw chairs at teachers. He was just expressing himself. (laughs) Yes. I would get calls at work every day, but I had such an understanding about, you know, coworkers around me that, I mean, I, you know, they knew of my challenge. So it was very challenging for me because at one point I wanted to throw up my hands and say, you know what? I can't do this with him. Like, I don't know what to do. My hands are tied. The doctors wanted to put him on Ritalin. I didn't want to do that. It was just so many challenges in that aspect because that was what the doctors like would resort to. You know, let's put him on some medication. Let's get him medicated, which I just refused to do. And so that's when I put on my desperate mommy hat and started praying and saying, God, I need you to intervene here with my son. I don't want to put him on medication. So show me how to navigate through this. 
And that's when my beliefs came in and my faith came in to play. And I never did put him on medication, but he just filtered through it. I think the more love I showed him without saying, I don't want him or I don't want to be bothered with him. He's my son. I think the more he he worked through that, he worked through those anger issues and he was able to come into his own and be really one of my not, I shouldn't say my smartest boys. I'm not going to say that like that, but he's guided his own path. He now, he's no fear. There's no fear there. He goes for whatever he wants to do. And so I, you know, in my decision on how to get him out of that stage in his life, that younger stage of that anger and all of that, he he's now just doing his own thing and succeeding at it. That's amazing. Yeah. I know you were sharing your faith and that's something that I've always seen in you. It has even been instrumental in helping me grow in my faith. Tell us a little bit more about how you have leaned on your faith throughout the years, because you've told me some stories now and I'm like, what, how did you survive that? (laughs) What happened? And I know you truly, you know, trust God, you believe in God and you share your faith with everyone that you touch. You know, I think it all started when my ex-husband, my boy's uh, father left the home. And at that time I was actually nine months pregnant with my now 19 year old. And At that time in my life, I got in such a depressed state, but I knew I had these three boys or now I will have these three boys that I'm going to have to to raise on my own. And so I instead of I mean, you you get in your stage where you feel like hope is gone or you just want to give up and just, you know, I'm just going to lay here and I just want to die. I mean, you will because the mind, it'll mess you up if you don't allow yourself to gain some strength and, you know, get through it. But that's where I begin to, my faith to begin and increase my faith and pray a lot because I still knew that I had to raise my boys. I still knew that I had to be a mother because I didn't want them to be put in the system. I didn't want them to lack in any area. So that's when I just, I began to just really read, read the word of God. I began to pray I mean, constantly. That was the only thing that really could take me through that time and that, you know, going through divorce and and having to be now a single mother raising these boys. And so that would be with singing, you know, prayer, meditation, just talking to the Lord, just talking to him like I'm talking to you, you know, nothing complex, just you know, talking to him in a way, you know, God, I need you to help me through this. I need you to help me raise these boys. So that's where my faith began to increase. And I began to feel hope because every time it's like he would bring me through it and give me even greater, a greater strength that I did not get on my own. It was through, you know, that prayer and my faith and finding that hope and balance in that. So I'm a firm believer of that. I don't know where I would be without that. Nice. So talked about the kids. Now let's talk about Linnell. Mm. Linnell has done some things. Yes, she had the four boys, but she's done some amazing things as a mom, as a woman. Linnell, share with them your history, just the 
different accomplishments that you have done. Yeah, I'm going to have you brag on yourself. (laughs) Something (laughs) I'm so hard for me to do. (laughs) So hard, but don't look at it just as bragging, but celebrating your successes, celebrating your wins, celebrating the things you've done in life. Sometimes you got to take that journey to look back of where I've been and just it's an amazing journey. Go ahead. I'm going to be quiet. Share away. <laughs> my accomplishments. Wow. You know, my passion is singing. I love to sing. Always have. I've been singing since the age of three. I won little talent shows and stuff like that. But my passion has been singing gospel and inspirational music. And that's that came at, at an early age. But I also wanted to be a wife and a mother because I'm the youngest of seven children. I have uh, four sisters and three brothers. And so I always wanted a big family, but I didn't know if I had the capacity to be. And so when it came to growing up, I got married. Then I began to really tap into the passion for singing. And I started singing with a group called the Sounds of Blackness. They were based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I toured with them. I was on their tour group. So I toured with them for years. We toured all around the world. We were on the Jay Leno show. We won Grammys. We, we did so many things. And that's when I really first got my, you know, the other look at how, you know, the music industry was and all of that. Did that for years. My, then right after that, my mother had passed away. So I backed away from the group for a while and decided to focus again back on my, you know, on my family. Not that I ever being a mother and raising, because I was doing all of this. I was juggling it all. I was even working full time while I was trying to go on tour and I would take leave of absence to go and sing at these different events and and things. But I think it was then when I was then asked through my job to sing the national anthem for President Bush. And because my boss at the time was, you know, kind of his campaign manager or knew of his campaign manager. And so I sang for President Bush, what, six times. I sang before the Queen of England. I've sung before a lot of politicians. I've sang for the uh, ribbon cutting of the uh, Martin Luther King Memorial in, in D.C. I've done a lot when it comes to my music. I've worked on CDs. I've toured all around the world. I've, I've done a lot. I don't know how, but I've never lost my focus of I'm a wife and a mother. Like I wanted to do it all, but I didn't want to lose who I was. And when I say who I was, I didn't want to lose that, that passion that I had inside for, for music and ministry and singing. It's almost like I had to work extra hard, but it was something that I was willing to do. Because I wanted it. I wanted my life to be rounded like that. I wanted it to be grounded like that because I wanted to be a great wife. I wanted to be a great mother. I wanted my kids to grow up and know who they were as young men. But I also didn't want to lose who I felt that I was. And that was through my singing, through my gift of singing um, and how it would impact others through my gift. So I had to work extra hard. There was never a dull moment. I worked really and have been working really hard. It's like you don't get any downtime, but when you do get downtime, you have to refocus, get up and do it again. Never give up and never quit because that's 
who you are. If you want all of that, you have to work extra hard. So that's been my life. It's been just digging up that extra strength and doing what you're passionate about, doing what you love so that you won't lose who you are. That's the biggest thing, especially in being mothers and raising children. You're grooming these, you know, these young people into being great young men and women, but you also have to not lose focus of who you are. And that's how I've lived my whole life and in staying focused on what what my job is and who I am. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Linnell. Yep, that's my bestie. She's done <laughs> some great, great things. Linnell, what's next for you? What's happening in your life now? What goals do you have in mind that you're aiming for? What is next in your life? Wow. Well, I recently was remarried. I've been remarried. And, you know, I have to be honest, I don't like divorce. I don't like it. It feels, you know, I know I, you know, you hear people say it feels like a death, but it really does. But I feel like at this point in my life, I got it, not I got it right, but I now have really started living. And I don't know how that could be at, you know, when you start over, it's like, I don't know if it's like now there's, here comes my calm and here comes my peace. And I don't know how how to filter that or how how to explain that. But so I I recently remarried, and I am now just wanting to not relax. But like my kids are older now; they're great. I'm going to be a grandmother. My oldest son and his his wife of five years are expecting, so I'm going to be a grandmother. So I want to focus on that. I'm enjoying the sunshine. I'm enjoying. The, it felt dark before, but I was I was trudging through that dark because again I didn't want to lose who I was. I didn't want to lose you know raising my my kids with their mother fully intact and fully in her right mind. So, but now I'm their sunshine. So I feel like right now the sky's the limit. I still love singing. I know right now during the pandemic, there's so much, you know, artists have to go through people that that sing and have gifts and talents. I know it's hard right now. Right now, I think it's that peace and calm and that sunshine that I want. And the fact that there's new life coming there's through my grandchild, I really want to enjoy the sunshine. I've been through enjoying the sunshine and enjoying the moment. I've started writing again. So I want to produce some music. There's some music that I know the Lord has given me personally that I know that needs to be released into the earth for others to hear and be motivated by and inspired by from my journey. So I've been writing. I started writing my book back when during my my divorce, and now I'm going to be finishing that up. But again, I'm able to finish that up because my mind is free. My spirit is free. I'm enjoying the sunshine. I'm enjoying the calm and the peace moment. So that's pretty much where I am right now. I don't have any goals set, but I guess finishing the book and writing the music is the goal. Those are your goals. Yes. (laughs) Those are my goals, I guess. And just enjoying this moment. You know, I think the older you get, the more you just want more peace and calm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I am right now in my life. So I've worked hard, like I said, to, to raise my boys and, and my family and to be all here. 
And so while I'm still all here mentally, emotionally, physically, I want to make sure that I reach those goals that I've set for myself, but in the peace and calm that I'm feeling right now. I felt peaceful just listening to you. <laughs> I feel the peace. I feel the calm. Yeah, it is. It's, it, and it hasn't always been like that. And so I know, you know, when you're, when your parents and your moms, you just, you battle with different things, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, physically, so much physical stuff, even if it physically, you know, you caring for a loved one, whatever it may be, when you just, you stay focused, you increase your faith, um, increase your hope. There's hope, you know, just keep, keep saying over and over, I can do this. I can be and get through this, everything that's set before me. And when you look back, you're like, oh man, I'm still here. I'm still okay. You right. know, years later, but it's hard to get through that when you're going through it, mm-hmm. but you can do it. It's all in the mindset and it's all in how you speak it and how you, you know, you speak it every day. I'm going to make it today. That's been my, my thing. Oh, super good. Super, super good. Super juicy. Whew. All right. So Linnell, where can our listeners get in contact with you, learn more about you? Where can they connect with you on social media? Okay. I'm, well, I'm on Facebook under Linnell Lightfoot. It'd be Linnell Goodman under Linnell Goodman. I also have a ministry page. Oh, I didn't minister. I didn't even mention that I was a business owner. No, you didn't. So keep going. <laughs> oh my goodness, a jewelry business owner. But I don't even know if I should go through that right now. But I am on social media. <laughs> no, please share that too, because I mean, you are making moves in so many areas. Talk about your jewelry business. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I guess while being a mother and a wife, oh wow. A, Psalmist. I'm also a business owner. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a jewelry business, Linnell's Jewelry Box. My website is lljewelrybox.com. I've been in business. It's been 10 years now. (laughs) (laughs) See how life just goes on. But you know, when you elevate your faith, you just keep moving and you don't even realize what year it is. 10 years now. Wow. So I had a, at a uh, local mall there in Maryland. I had, a, I had a kiosk for about three years and then now I'm, you know, um, left the brick and mortar and now I'm online at ljewelrybox.com. So I'm still, you know, in business, still, still doing that. Just not as much as I, you know, had, my focus hasn't been there as much as it has been in the past because that was my, you know, means of income at one point throughout those years. And so, yeah, I'm also a business owner, mm-hmm. but if there's, you know, and I've always loved jewelry. So when I got in business, it was like another thing that I love to do, but I've been able to do what I love to do, but that was through working hard to get it, to, to do it. It wasn't like, I just said, I want to, you know, I want to be a business owner. And I just, you know, said, well, it'll come one day. I really, I stopped and I said, this is what I want to do. So I started right then in that time when I said I wanted to do it because I wouldn't have never did it. If I thought about all the work I had to do, you know, all the meals I had to prepare for my family, all of that, I would never have done it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to be successful in that at one point and to be successful even now, you know, in that after 10 years, it's a gift, but I am on social media under my business um, as well. It's under LL Jewelry Box on Facebook. 
Um, I have a ministry page, Linnell uh, Lightfoot Ministries on Facebook, and also, you know, my my personal uh, page under Linnell Lightfoot on um, on Facebook and on Instagram at Worship LL. Uh, W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-L and under LL Jewelry Box on Instagram. Great. And we'll make sure to have that in the notes underneath this podcast. So, Linnell, I can't let you go without you participating in the lightning round. Okay. Okay. You okay with that? I think so. <laughs> I can hear the hesitation. She's like, yeah, right. <laughs> So first question that I love to ask moms every time I get the opportunity to connect with them, what is your superpower? What is my superpower? Uh, yeah. Yeah, how many words do I have? You can take as many as you want. You can tell us your superpower and elaborate on it. It's completely up to you. What is your superpower? You can be one word, several words. I'm going to use two. The first one would be communication. Hmm. I don't know why I said that, but communication. Um, you said at the beginning, I say what's on my mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> but really you have to communicate. And it's not me saying what's on my mind. I just communicate in a different way, not in a harsh, bad way, not in a you know mean way. I just like to say what's on my mind. I like to say what I need to say when I need to say it, because it's a form of communicating. Then I would say my other superpower would be my strength. I know the strength comes from God, but sometimes I don't know how where that strength comes from. Like I dig deep to get that strength. We as women, we are strong. We are survivors. We can get through anything. We have to continue to tell, to say that to our own selves. We can overcome anything because God has given us the strength to do it. So I feel that it's the strength. Once I dig deep for that strength, I could be depressed in my bed and saying, I'm not going anywhere today. But the more I dig deep for that strength, I'm going to get up. I'm going to comb my hair. I'm going to do what I need to do for the day. That's because there's a strength in us that is impeccable and we all have it. We all can tap into it. So I would say my strength. Thank you. And I'm just going to ask you one more question. What advice would you give to a mom that is listening to the podcast today and she hears you talk about getting the sunshine after the divorce and, you know, getting into touch with who you really are and remaining focused on who you are? And she's like, "I, I hear you. And I want to get to that other side, but I just don't know. What would be your best advice that you could give her today? I would say keep telling yourself it's not your fault because we're so quick to blame. We're so quick to blame ourselves. Oh, I failed. All right. It's not your fault. So if you can continue to clear your mind of it's my fault or, you know, to clear your mind of that, you can get through anything because it's not your fault. Don't keep putting the blame on yourself. It's all in the mind. It's all, it's all mental. How we speak it in our mind or, or have it replay in our mind, that's, it's like 
just to set an example, I don't even know if this is a good example. I can say in my mind, I'm sick or I'm, you know, something's physically not right with me. And I can just keep saying it. And then I'm, I'm not feeling good. And I'm physically, I'm saying that over and over again. And I go to the doctor and all of a sudden I'm good. As soon as I reach the doctor's office, because there was really nothing wrong with me mm-hmm. anyway. It's all in, it was all in my mind. And then when the doctor said, um, you're good, there's nothing wrong with you. It's all mental. It's a mental thing. And you just got to just just clear your mind of the negative. Get from around negative people, people that that weigh you down. It's OK to get away from them and clear your mind of them because it's the negativity and it's the blaming my fault. It's not your fault. Just keep saying that it's not my fault. And that mentally you will be strengthened. Mentally, you can keep keep moving and keep going. Thank you for that. You know, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast today. You will be coming back again one day. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Making Moves Today. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.